You're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. I'm your host, Tony Belshaw. This week saw us here at TFN launch our campaign supporting the four shortlisted locations in the north of England, bidding to become the home of Great British Railways headquarters. Crewe, Doncaster, Newcastle-upon-Tyne and York are all in the running, and we'll be speaking to the political leaders pushing the case for the region to come top of the public vote. First up, Mayor Jamie Driscoll from North of Tyne Combined Authority. He told us why he thinks it should be Newcastle. Well, that's right. In fact, last Monday, um, Wendy Morton, the rail minister, was up in Newcastle and I welcomed her and we took her around the site and showed her everything. It was absolutely lashing down. It was coming down in stair rods and she hadn't brought an umbrella. So uh, huddling under my umbrella to keep her dry. Newcastle's not a particularly rainy city, actually. It's not like we're talking about Manchester here. <laughs> she, she just brought the bad weather with her. Um, and we took her to the site where Stevenson's rocket was built and the locomotive was built. I was, was told the story that flashback, what, 18 years um, when my wife and I got married and we went on honeymoon. We're walking around Athens, around the ancient Agra, and there's a, a, a site there called Phnix Hill. And that's where the Athenians came together and had the world's very first democracy. And that hill is still there, unchanged. And the stone slab that the orators spoke on, I went and stood on it. And you almost feel the history coming up through your feet. And that's what you have in Newcastle. It's not somewhere in the city. It's not elsewhere. It's not some out-of-town business park. It's the exact site where Stevenson and his engineers built the very first steam railways in the world. That's what we're offering as the site for Great British Railways. And it's we're able to customise it and develop the build. There's a lower cost than everywhere else in terms of office space. It's got a fantastic view over the, uh, the the railways, the bridges that come across the time, that iconic view, right next to Central Station, integrated with the metro. And you've heard of everything we want to do and, you know, in terms of political commitments, public transport. I think it'd be hard pushed push to find anyone better than me who, who's also, you know, understands the urgency of decarbonising. So that's what we've got. There's 3,000 rail workers in the, the region already. There's four universities um, just a, a short distance away. And of course, um, was talking about battery technology that's based in the region as is hitachi railways so is there somewhere better well there's lots of places that have a good claim I, I, I don't believe in um in doing down other cities and there, there are a lot of fine cities in the north but i think uh objectively newcastle has the strongest case and what it will come down to is of course is a political decision and if we're talking about political influence then if uh, if we're talking about leveling up it has to come this far north because you were talking earlier, Tony, that ours is by far the largest combined authority in terms of area. There is not a single mile of three-lane motorway within my region. You can't get east to west or north to south without going on single carriageway roads. You can't even get dual carriageway to Scotland all the way. Now, because of the climate emergency, we've moved beyond the stage where we need to think about mass road building. We need better public transport. But if transport, if the Department of Transport had been based in Newcastle, we would miraculously have motorways everywhere. It would have just been on the radar of the civil servants, wouldn't it? And that's the benefit of bringing great British railways here. And the people of Scotland would see for once that the government was serious about the union. Because there's a lot of lip service paid to it. 
but Newcastle is that link between Scotland and England. And if we want to persuade the, the people of Scotland to stay with the Union, which I do, I certainly don't want a hard, hard border and passport controls at Berwick, um, then uh, Newcastle wins on the financial, the political, the historical and the delivery capacity. So it's, it's the place. You can certainly offer the history, but what, what can um, GBR offer you economically as a, as a, as a place? Well, GBR is that decision-making, or will be the decision-making process. And it's very much a synergy, is attracting people with those abilities and skills. We can do it as a city. It's a fantastic place to live and it looks great. And we are, as I was saying, the number one place for inward investment. I've brought seven, well, actually it's increasing beyond seven, large digital firms come to Newcastle uh, and, and setting up their UK headquarters here in many cases. What GBR brings is part of that ecosystem. So they'll be working with the transport consultants, the digitising consultants, and uh, it's almost that customer base on the doorstep. It, it brings that momentum and it brings that focus. So that one of the things that I'm very keen to do is to have the Leam side line reopened. There's a big uh, capacity constraint. We can get six trains an hour up the East Coast main line, north of York. Uh, although the integrated rail plan said we could squeeze a seven, it was dependent on basically all the trains running at the same same speed, which, which means that we can't have local commuter trains. Freight gets in the way. We don't want freight in the way. We want more freight on the railways and off the roads because uh, it's it's lower carbon. So if we open that lean side line and the track bed is still there, that's that's a massive win for Britain. It's a massive win for our region. And having great British railways here gets that point I was making that if the Department of Transport would be here, we'd have a great road network. Well, let's have great British railways here and have a great rail network. So it's not just the, the benefit for Newcastle, it's it's the benefit for the, the whole region. It is, it is. We talk about east-west connectivity quite a lot with transport for the north. The geography is such that for the northeast, north and south and east and west are the same. If you're going from here to Leeds, Manchester, Liverpool, well, you still go down past York first. And it's that bottleneck north of York where you literally have four bits of metal, just two tracks, one north, one south. There's a limit to how much you can put on there in terms of rolling stock because you've got to keep the safety. And if you want some trains that are fast, which we do, and some trains that are stopping to allow people to pick up, well, you need a separate route for them. I then welcomed Councillor Keith Aspden onto the show where I asked him, why should the headquarters be in York? In many ways, the, the quick answer to, to me would be it's an absolute no-brainer that the GBR HQ should be in York, but I appreciate other, other colleagues will, will have other ideas. Obviously, first thing is that York pretty much has unrivaled railway and um, heritage uh, going back to George Hudson, George Leeming, the creation of the railways, the, the creation of some of the first networks um, in the country. Um, <clears throat> we're the home of the National uh, Railway Museum that has over a million visitors um, a year to come and look, not just at York, but also the, the country's railway heritage. Um, but it's also that really important point I made forward, uh, made earlier about moving forward. Um, so it's actually about future railways and future jobs. So we already have about 10% of um, the UK's railway workforce in York. Uh, we have some major um, rail HQs such as um, LNER already based in the city, as well as Network Rail's Rock Rail Operating Centre, which pretty much controls some of the lines all the way from uh, London up to Scotland. Um, so it's about building on that railway cluster that we have in, in York, um, 
particularly then with an eye on things like automation, research, some of the fantastic work that's going on in, in our universities, but across the rail system to look at what uh, the railways of the future are going to look like to, to continue to capitalise on rail as a really important mode of travel. And York is in a really unique position to link up that railway heritage and history to the jobs and industry that's already in the city through to those future jobs and opportunities that really are cutting edge. Um, but equally, the case that we're making is it's not just about York as a city. <clears throat> we do then have that great connectivity, east, west, north and south, that can enable us to be a real railway cluster for, for the north internationally uh, recognised. And that's a particular opportunity that York has if we get that um, GBRHQ. Um, and my challenge to the, 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 the government is that part of this in terms of moving civil service jobs out of London and the southeast, which is a, a great idea in principle, to them is about um, levelling up the, the same as devolution. But, you know, if they're genuine about uh, levelling up, then yes, they do need to move, uh, you know, both offices and jobs and opportunities. And then the onus is on us in York to make sure that, that the wider area uh, benefits. So we know some of the most deprived communities in the country are within an hour from, from York and, and within an hour of some of York's railway connections. You need to make sure that that GBR bid benefits uh, benefits those and helps the North as a whole. Yes, because it, it's not just about um, having individuals based uh, in 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 York or in the North uh, somewhere. It, it's about the the sense of perspective that it gives in terms of um, looking from the North rather than looking from perhaps London. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it can't just be about moving a few hundred civil service jobs to, you know, Darlington, to Leeds or to York as part of the government's Places for, for Growth programme. It has got to go beyond that. And in many ways, it's it's about making sure that when we're looking at policy and particularly when the government are creating policy, that it, they don't take a, a Westminster or London centric approach. But many of those senior civil servants and organisations are in the north, are travelling in the north, are getting frustrated when their train is absolutely packed trying to get uh, somewhere else. Um, and that will then help that to, to work together to unlock some of those challenges that we have. But equally, it's about saying uh, to them and the case that we're making to the government is it is places like York that have the capacity to really grow the economy, to help us to work on on inclusive growth and, and tackling some of those levelling up problems um, far more um, than some places in the south that have had some of that in investment in the past. And next week, I'll be speaking to others in the north who are hoping to bring the Great British Railway headquarters to their area. So look out for that and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on Spotify and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook for all our latest updates. And join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our All Points North newsletter.